You are about to enter another dimension. A dimension not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod. A journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination. An area which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome back to Parsha Paradise or Parsha Pardes. This week for Parsha Noach, the second installment of this exciting new series. This year is being generously and anonymously sponsored Lili Nishmas Shmuel Benacham and Ari Leib, and Lili Nishmas Leib Bas Avraham, and Lili Nishmas Yehuda Chizda Yakir Ben Rav Shlomo. All of those Nishamas should have an Aliyah. And with Parsha Pardes, we attempt to address an issue be it a pasuk, a phrase of a pasuk, or just a larger question on the Parsha using that particular prism and model, the four-angled prism of Pardes, the Pe being Pshat, the straight read, the Resh being Remez, which are hints that are, um, that are alluded to in the text of various lessons from Chazal and otherwise. Then the Dalit is Drash, which refers to the subtextual implications, the homiletical and sometimes halachic exegesis that can emerge from the text. And then, of course, Sod, which refers to the Kabbalistic secrets, which, as we mentioned last week in the pilot episode, we are only going to be going very lightly into it. But for this week, we are going to use this model and prism of Pardes to answer a question on Parshas Noach that has bothered many over the years. And that is the question of what exactly was the sin of the tower builders, the builders of Migdal Bavel, the Dorha Flaga, the generation of the dispersion. We know that several generations after the flood, which destroyed the entire world, there was this other generation, the Dorha Flaga, who decided that they were going to build a tower, the Migdal Bavel, the tower of Bavel, of, of Babylonia. And apparently this was something that Hashem did not approve of. And the major consequence was to change their languages, to disperse them throughout the land. But the question is, what exactly had these people done wrong? And what we are going to do with Pardes this week is we are not going to look at one particular Pasuk or one particular phrase in a Pasuk, but we are going to be looking at several different pieces of the story and use Pardes to answer our question. So starting with Pashat Pshat, we have the Nitziv in his classical commentary on the Chumash Haim Ekdavar, and he begins his comments in Parak Yeralef Pasuk Vav, where he really fast forwards to the end of the story, where Hashem explains what exactly the problem is, which is still not so clear. Nothing's going to be withheld from them, whatever it is that they plan to do. Right? This is what Hashem says, that this unified um, group of people, they're working together and things seem to be very successful. They're very dominant. And nothing's going to be withheld from them, whatever they plan to do. Says the Nitziv, so therefore what? Im yigmaru hamigdal, if they complete this tower, maybe they're going to have a second thought, a further thought. They're going to try to withhold by force anyone who tries to emerge, anyone who tries to, to isolate himself and to walk away from this machshava. 
And this is going to be something that's murderous and destructive to society at large. And therefore, it doesn't matter that right now they're all one unified way of thinking, because what's going to happen if someone refuses to conform to what these people are thinking if we have a group of people that engages in this sort of groupthink where whatever they say as a group goes and whoever refuses to conform is going to be against that clown. So that can lead to very destructive behavior, right? The person who does the wrong thing, quote-unquote, the person who goes against the grain, the person who doesn't do what exactly everyone else is doing, so that can lead to a very terrible society. Says the Nitziv al-Pipsha, that is what was concerning to Hashem. Now we move on to Remez. And when we move on to Remez, we are going to look once again at the Balaturim. This time, we are looking at the same parakid Aleph, but Pasuk Beis. And he zeroes in on the word Benas'am. The Pasuk tells us that they traveled. When they traveled away, Mikedem from the east. And what, what's, so, what's so compelling and captivating about this word, Benas'am? The Balaturim points out that this word appears only one other time in the Mesorah, and that is when the Bnei Israel fled from Harsinai. And we know the way the Ramban cites the Midrash of how the Bnei Israel fled Harsinai. Like Tinoko's Shalbeis Rabban, they were running away, like, like, like children running out of school. Harsinai was the center the first center of religious responsibility for the Bnei Israel as a nation, and says the Balaturim in a very similar vein, what exactly were the Dorha Flaga running away from? They were running away from religious responsibility. They were running away from Hashem. Apparently, their, their mission of building this tower was set up to completely be some kind of rebellion, to walk away from Hashem. Thus says the Balaturim. Now we move on to the area of Drash. And here we have Rashi quoting the Bereshis Rabbah. This Rashi can be found in uh, Parak Yod Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. And the Bereshis Rabbah can be found, it's the Midrash, um, it is Lamed Ches and Vav, so 38.6 in the Bereshis Rabbah. And here Rashi is looking at the words Dvarim Achadim. The people were not only of one language, but they were of Dvarim Achadim, which can be darshaned and explained to refer to many different things. I'll mention that the Midrashim gives several different possibilities of what the sin was, but the Mefarshe Rashi points out what Rashi points out frequently, and that is that Rashi will often quote Midrashim, but specifically with the intention of finding a Midrash that can sort of explain the story al Shah. Now, that does not necessarily mean that this is the Pashib Shah, but it means that this Midrash can at least explain the story. You can have a coherent understanding of the story through these midrashim, and Rashi quotes a few here. Rashi darshans the words, devarim achadim, to refer to a unified Eitzah. They all had this, they, they all conformed to this unified Eitzah to do war with God, whatever that means, right? Because 
what does it mean? They're, they're going to build a tower, and then what's going to happen? They're going to find God up there? So this Rashi is one that we've quoted in the past in Parsha Panorama, and you can go, you can go back, where we talk about all three Pshatim in Rashi, or we should say maybe all three Drushos in Rashi, and we actually are able to find a very fascinating and compelling um, shot read of these Midrashim. But right now, we will continue this Rashi just looking at it from the standpoint of Drash. And that brings us to the second one. Dvar Machadim, they were, what was Dvar Machadim? They were challenging the Yehudo Shalolam, the Achadim, the Achdus of Hashem. They were challenging the uniqueness, the oneness of Hashem. That is Pshad number two, or Drash number two in Rashi. So first we had a unified Eitzah, then we have challenging the oneness. And the final Drash, the Mepharshi Rashi explained that the words Dvarim Achadim are being darshaned to mean Dvarim Chadim. There were sharp words, a sharp idea. That what? That the, the B'nai Dor HaFlaga, they were trying to actually prevent a future flood. Because they saw the Mabel, that had that you know that 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 the world endured generations earlier. They saw that 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 mabel as a natural catastrophe and a natural phenomenon, which would occur once every one thousand six hundred fifty-six years. And this um, this is because um, in the year sixteen fifty-six was the first time that there was ever. Uh, a flood like the Mabel, they figured, okay, in, you know, in the, um, so in 1656 years from that first Mabel, there'll be another Mabel. And what are we going to do? We're going to build a tower to somehow counteract and combat a future Mabel. And once again, in Parsha Panorama, we spoke about what, the, what this might mean. But just to connect it to that Balaturim that we said, binas Am, that they were running away from religious responsibility think for a second about how Hashem said there wouldn't be another Mabel. And yet, they were able to acknowledge the scientific reality of their times, that there was a flood, but the religious expression, the religious implications of the Mabel, they had nothing to say about. The fact that there was a Hashem who made that Mabel, they were not willing to say that. They said, no, this was just a natural disaster. But that is the Joshua of Rashi. And finally, when we get to Sod, we have a Zohar, and this Zohar can be found in 125b. 1, then 25b, and this Zohar is something that sounds like it could actually be explained somewhat um, on the level of Pshat, but of course, since it is sowed, it's going to be somewhat beyond us. But says the Zohar, the Dor HaFlago were actually the progenitors of the Erev Rav. He refers to several different kinds of people who were progenitors of the Erev Rav, and among them he refers to the Giborim. And the Giborim, he explains, did, um, um, the, um, were the people of the Dor HaFlaga, and he says that you find people who do a similar thing. What do they do? That they, he says that these people, the people, the, the progenitors of the Erev Rav, they would build Bate Medrash, they would build things like shuls, but they didn't do it for the purpose of, of doing it l'shem shemaim, but they did it for the purpose of nasel lanu shame, which is exactly what the people of the Dor HaFlaga said. We're going to build a tower, and through building this tower, we will succeed in making a name for ourselves. And it doesn't matter, you know, what you do in life. You could do so many different things. You can do many mitzvos, but 
what the question is, what's the purpose? L'shem ma? Is it l'shem stam, that you're just doing it l'shem, that you want to make a name? Or are you doing it l'shem, something greater than yourself, l'shem shemayim? There are several other commentators who suggest very similarly. There's the Rashbats, the Barbanel, the Ran. They all say that on some level, it wasn't necessarily a sin in action. And maybe not even as much a, um, a sin in something that they, that they did wrong, but it was in the way that they were doing it the purpose for what they were doing. And Hashem saw that there was this community, this society doing something, and at large, they were conforming to this idea of Nasel and Hashem, that as a society that needs to maybe be dispersed and to try again. But through Pardes, we have been able to look at and answer this age-old question of what exactly was the sin of the tower builders. And now, with Pardes, we have several different answers of several different kinds and categories. Thank you for joining us here at the Parsha Pardes, and I wish you an absolutely wonderful Shabbos.